Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and play a game, and today... <laughs> and I thought... And I'm talking like it's a review. Welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. <laughs> For the folks at home, you have no idea since we started meeting up again to do reviews how, like, every time we do it, we always fuck up and intro, like, the, the podcast. And then we'd start the podcast, and then we fuck up and intro, like, a review. Yep. It, it, uh... <laughs> and Hello, yeah, everybody. We're... Welcome to episode 143. <laughs> how you doing? Merry fucking Christmas Merry to all of you. Merry Christmas. Jim, I wish you were more festive. You could have uh... put some tinsel on you. I, I have my Christmas shirt going for another, uh, I should put some tinsel on me, actually. But I have my <laughs> Christmas shirt going for another thing, and I kind of wore it like four days in a row last week and never got around to washing it, so. My only Christmas shirt. Oopsies. And as a special treat, I'd call it almost a gift for us and for you guys, we got a special video from our buddy Nick, so I'm going to roll that right now. What's up, guys? Nerdy Nick here. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out and a big thank you to everyone who supported Drink a Beer Play a Game this year. And not only that, but you guys also supported me in my comeback to my YouTube channel. And I'm extremely grateful for you guys. I'm extremely grateful for the fellas, Jim and Brian, uh, for having me on this year again. You know, it's been an awesome, it's been an awesome year. And I'm extremely blessed to have the best hootin' hollerin', beer drinkin', video game playin', keg tappin', Jim nut smacking crowd I could ever ask for. We could ever ask for. So I just want to give a quick shout out and say thank you. And I hope you guys have the best holiday season ever. Get those PS5s, those new Xboxes. Enjoy your time with your family and your friends. And, you know, have some beers, play some games. And um, I just can't wait to, to, for you guys to see what we got in store for you next year. It's going to be awesome. Uh-oh. I supposed to say we? Anyways, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday season. Till next time. Whooped. Fucking whoop, baby. Yeah! So yes, thank you so much, bud, for sending that in. Really appreciate it. And we'll be talking to you more next year. A little foreshadowing? Jim, I, thought, I was works. supposed to be the one that does the spoilers. Well, too bad. <laughs> yeah thank you nick and if you haven't already make sure you go over check out his page and follow him on twitter as we said best hype man in the game bry do more spoilers tell them how green goblin's gay damn it jim oh we I are gonna we are gonna I talk spider man don't worry all right uh we're gonna be spoiler free but we're gonna talk about it oh okay in generalities but before we do that chambers what uh what you sipping on over there well, Brian, I am finally finishing up my Dunkin' Donuts Harpoon Brewery little combination here with the Dunkin' Maple Cream. So, it comes in at 5.5%. Uh, it is a blonde ale brewed with Dunkin' Donuts and maple and natural and artificial flavors and artificial colors. Like, annatto seed and turmeric extract added. So... <laughs> Probably said that completely wrong, but yep, this is how she looks. And you can taste that goddamn maple. Oh, boy. It's like drinking a pancake. It's delicious. That was way too many things in a beer that probably you only get two notes out of. You get maple. You get cream. You get Duncan. Hey, look at that. Damn it. No false advertising here. <sighs> well, are you... What is your general consensus? I mean, is it some a pack you'd pick up again in the future? 
You know what? Probably. It'll be, that'll be a pack that I keep around that, like, I know I can, like, whip out for when I have friends over and, like, I can give it all to them and, like, I know that, like, they'll probably enjoy it. Hmm. Like, nothing from the pack was, like, bad at all. And it was actually all pretty good. Like, I really, like, the blueberry matcha, that, like, stood out. This cream's kind of standing out right now. The, uh, what were the other ones? I forget. Offhand. Oh, the the, the coffee porter. Like, that was fine. Like, that tasted like a coffee. Uh, <laughs> it tastes like coffee. It tastes like Dunkin' Coffee. <laughs> and then I forget the other one was. But no, they're all good. So, it's a solid pack. And I think it was only like 30 bucks, so it wasn't like overly expensive or anything either. Nice. Yeah, I like I said, Harpoon, they're always good. And I, I'm a sucker for those gimmicks, so definitely... Keep stock of those, Jim. Instead of every time I come over, you you only having White Claw and Keystone. Well, Bri, you dick-shitting dickshit. I did save one of each for you, so there you go. You oh, can do some, thanks, uh, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do your little beer reviews for the site. Bri, help our SEO. You're such a sweet tits. <laughs> Gotta be sweet somewhere. So I Oh, am... actually, speaking nope. of sweeties, real quick to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, gotta give a couple quick shout-outs, too, oh, besides yeah. our good buddy, Nerdy Nick. Because this past week, we actually appeared on two different podcasts. So, uh, one just dropped today. We're recording this on the 21st. Uh, we're on the newest episode of Thought Cops. So, episode 241. I don't really remember the end of the episode. So, I'm sure that's a good sign. So I, uh, I, I was going to say, you should really s start with Hop Nation. Because that's where we're both completely sober. And we start the drinking. And as you'll see, especially with Jim... <laughs> His his thought processes kind of goes out the window really fast by the time we get on Thought Cops. And, yeah, like he's saying, definitely by the end, I was like, this motherfucker's just rambling right now. So Ah, Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin and Grant. Sorry, Zwick, for editing me. But, yeah, what? so their episode's out now. So, uh, actually, next week we're going to do a big uh, year-end wrap-up podcast mm -hmm. for the year. So I'll actually be posting links to all the shows we appeared on or made little cameos in and blah 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 for that episode so uh just or just look for thought cops you'll find them yeah and uh yeah hop nation usa we actually recorded that first like brian says um not sure when that's gonna drop but because they recorded a lot oh, of that's stuff that's right that's a good point yeah yeah they recorded a lot of stuff and uh to space out over the end of the year so that they didn't have to like rush through the holidays so uh whenever that drops we'll be posting it Yes, and yeah, for me right now, um, because I got special beers to go on those podcasts, I've been plowing through those, so I still have two of these Blizzard of Hops left. Um, I actually left these in the freezer, and then luckily I remember this morning and put them in the fridge. Uh, for some reason, I thought beer of like alcohol, like 6% or over, didn't freeze, but it does, so I was wrong. Oops. Because um, I know liquor doesn't freeze. Or at least regular liquor and regular freezers doesn't. But I, I want to test that experiment. I wonder if Mad Elf would freeze. Hmm. See what the threshold is? This yeah, year it's like 1% percent alcohol. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's obviously delicious IPA. I got my IPA fix that I've been wanting for a while. So Trogues is always the best. And I'm actually happy to see, uh, is it Breweries and PA that I keep posting about like the the voted the best PA brewery again is Trogues. As they should be. They really, sh I mean, it's pretty undeniable. But yeah, if you haven't had Trogues, you need to go give that a try. All right, Chambers, speaking of things you need to give a try, how's your gaming been this past week? I got little bits in here and there. So, um, finished off Link's Awakening. Finally wrapped that up. So, happy about that. 
solid game, solid time. Glad to be done. Uh, actually, so now my poop break and lunch break game is going to be Zelda 2, which I never really sat down and gave a lot of time to before. So trying through that now. I'm about to dungeon in. And uh, yeah, it really sucks when you game over and you lose all your progress for experience uh, when you're on your way to the next level up. And you start back at the very beginning of the game. So that's the thing. But Don't uh, you have save points or save states? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I can just stop, but, like, no, you don't really have, like, save states. Like, you can pause the game and, like, click out and click back in. So, I thought that was one of the advantages of the game and watch shit, is that you, it also does save states. It's not, like, a full save state. You just kind of, like, pause the game and you can switch to another game. Oh, but it's, it's it's It's, like, the real-time resume thing that you have with, uh... Hmm. But, like, you know, it's, like, typical Zelda 2, though. I think it's just a game mechanic where, like, if you game over while you're inside a thing, like... Or anywhere you go back to the very beginning. No, no, no. I know that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, I thought pretty much any of these modern, modern consoles are just emulation machines automatically would have some kind of save state built oh, in. Oh, save a slot? No, they yeah. don't have that. That sucks. Hmm. That would have been a help, I guess. But, yeah. So, you know, kind of roughing it still. But what I'm do a you dungeon think in. so far? I'm a dungeon in, and, like, I don't hate it. Like, I don't fully get the hate that everyone has for it. Like, it's, I mean, I got, I got to the uh, first dungeon with way less hassle than I did for any other Zelda fucking game, so. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal with, with Legend of Zelda 2, I kind of look at it like, that is a good example of revisionist history. As they were still kid, experimenting, too, yeah. As a kid, I remember thinking that was the coolest cart ever. A gold cart, and like, being so excited for it. Um, I mean, Zelda it 1 had a gold cart, too. <clears throat> did it? Yeah, for some reason, I just remember 2 being the gold cart. Maybe yeah. it was more... I don't know. But either way, like, I played it, and yeah, I guess it didn't register in my mind. I knew it was different from the original, but I wasn't like, that's ridiculous. Because it's only the second game. It's not like right. there was this well-established history. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's an underrated game. You know, once again, great, great sound still. Um, what do you think of, like, the... The overhead map, though, converting to the side scrolling, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, like I mean, it, it makes the combat like feel way better and like you know way deeper. So, I mean, yeah. within the first thing, you're fighting those guards with the shields already, and you have to like you know jump at the right time and hit down and up and down and up and all that kind of bull crap. So it's way more yeah. dynamic of a combat engine by far. Oh, for sure. Nice. Any, any and other uh, games? yes. Yes, mm -hmm. finally started in on a Plague Tale. So started in, it'll be very. I'm, I'm on. The, I'm on the fourth level now. Oh wow, shit! You've been playing for a while then. Yeah, like a couple. I had a couple hours of myself on one of the nights. Oh, okay. Weekend, so. Yeah, actually, that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that game only took me seven or eight hours to beat. Oh, good. All right. Hopefully, it's not too long then. What part are you up to? Do you, I don't. I, I just. I just got done the first level with like all the rats. Mm, yeah. So what? So what's your initial take so far? Yeah, I fucking... I, I like playing a game where I just feel anxiety the whole time. Wonderful. <laughs> How fucking nice. It's not, you know, sit back, relax, crack open a beer and go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, the entire time. But no, I mean, it's really intense. It's really well done. So, yeah. like, I, I, I see you got, like, a lot of, like, nominations for Game of the Year and Story of the Year and crap like that, so... Yeah, I mean, I'll have to see how, you know, keep going if it's 
you know, the sameness, because from what I've seen, it's just like, yeah, you have your rat levels and you have your, you know, runaway escort levels with the kid. So, we keep going. So, what I will say, and it's not giving you spoilers, is the mechanics of who you're with, what they can do, what you can do, every level will, something will be increased in those aspects. So, the mechanics of what you're able to do... Yeah. is going to be completely different from what you start at. Whereas you start, it's almost completely a stealth game. Like, right. you're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll hit a pot to distract someone. Yeah. Whereas eventually you are like, I'm going to start fighting people. And, yeah, the rats, though, they're, uh, have you died by the rats yet? Not yet. It's pretty gruesome. <laughs> I can imagine. That everything else the rats do is pretty gruesome. Just giving Jim. their fucking hands pretty gruesome. Jim, what about that poor doggo? Oh, that's that's a way to start the goddamn game. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, what is this? A Disney, uh, a Pixar movie? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's not a spoiler, but within the first level, they kill a dog. So enjoy, everyone. Yeah. But uh, nice. I'm glad you actually... Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious because, like I said, I know you're not a story guy, but even me, like, I didn't play it to get the story. I played it because I was like, I heard it was good. Right. Then I started playing, and I was like, holy shit. I'm getting sucked into the story. Like, I care about trying to protect this little brother. Like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. So nice. Yeah, me, um, I've been playing the shit out of GTA five. I'll say that, uh, as I said, you do understand every time you play a GTA game, except for four, that one did bore me. And I know some people love it. Um, I just, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've been playing a lot more, like I said, Warhammer, and there's another game, and it's completely, it's, it's, I hate when it does it, fucking blanking in my mind, but I, I, to be honest, this past week was not a big, a lot of time to get games out, so, yeah, this week I'm hoping, you know, with the holidays coming, I'm hoping I can get a few hours of myself here and there, but we shall see. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have high hopes for a lot of free time, so... <laughs> Jim, did you ask for any video games for Christmas? No, I asked for us to not give each other shit because we spend enough money <laughs> on other people and have kids. So <laughs> I don't need anything. I have enough crap. Do not buy me anything. I'm fine. I'll be good. Jim, you're like Scrooged. <laughs> and it means I don't have to buy anyone else crap either, so it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jambers. Um, oh, the joy of giving. No, fuck giving. Fuck, fuck giving. Fuck picking stuff out. But right, Jim, I'll... damn you with that burp. But Jim, you already did give us all a gift, kind of. You gave us I, a a very unique a very unique video. That if you are a dollar patron, now granted, by the time you're watching this, it'll be out the next day because this will probably come out on the twenty fourth. Um, well, you mean 23rd? Because my video is coming out on the 24th. <clears throat> Either the 21st, way. 20th, yeah, 22nd, what? Day after 23rd? I, the point is, it is a Patreon exclusive. Jim. Yes, it, will, it will be a Patreon exclusive, and I will be. Yes, so for anyone who isn't a patron, it's for every tier. It's a thank you to all the patrons. So it'll stay a Patreon exclusive video. I take on the Packies One Chip Challenge. So. Brian was supposed to do it with me. Stuff happened with the scheduling and all that shit. We had a busy day, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just do it myself. So, Jim, um, two things. One, I did watch it. And two, um, so you ready to do it again? Eat my dick. 
We need to hit a big. We need to hit a big number for something or other before I do that shit. Now you've 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 eaten really hot stuff before, so yeah. you've had you've had. Did this like did did your expect? And I know you and I are both fans of LA Beast, and yeah. we've seen re reaction videos. Yeah. Were you going in it like? Do you think your expectations were met or exceeded? Like, do, were you well prepared mentally for like how hot it was going to end up being? Yes and no, in a weird way, because like I was, st like I was expecting to be like doubled over in pain, like not able to handle it, would have just given up right away. So I didn't have that, <clears throat> but it still really sucked, and it's a level of heat that I am not used to, like at all. So, like it was, it was like. Like, you can hear during a certain part when words just don't come out right no more. So. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, I half expected you because you threw up when we tried the world's spiciest beer. And you had a little bit of that. And you're you're known to throw up, crap your pants, whatever. Like, yeah. you don't have great reactions to heat. So I was shocked that that, you know, in the moment after eating it right away, you didn't throw up. Yeah, I actually, well... As uh, I after the video itself, I do I did the five minute burn and then I gave some updates throughout the course of the night and the next day. So yeah, uh, I did think I was going to throw up right away, but then, well, you can see for yourself. So if you want to see, head on over to Patreon. So Patreon.com/slash/DrinkBeerPlayGame, where for as little as one dollar a month, you can see me kill myself this Christmas Eve as a thank you to our wonderful patrons who do so much for us. So Jim, here's a real question. <laughs> compared to the spoonfuls of was it mad dog i forget what the fuck that was called Ma was mad dog or magnum or whatever which was the worst in the moment and which was worse in the aftermath the moment was definitely the moment was definitely the mad dog or whatever it was like the mm. uh, the spoonful but the aftermath was probably the next day because like with the mad dog mean i kind of just like yeah, with the chip. Because yeah. with the Mad Dog, it was kind of, it was like the worst half hour of my life, followed by like <laughs> one of the biggest endorphin rushes of my life. So I think we told the story before, but with the Mad Dog, like I did a spoonful of this ridiculous have to sign a waiver bullshit hot sauce. Um, and a as it's going, like it was immediately like panic mode. I'm like downing milk and caramel apples to try and put out the fire. It was not working. And then. For anyone who's ever seen the classic South Park where Kenny tries to give his dad to make him infertile. <laughs> so there's a scene where his dad starts to shit and puke at the same time, just hop back and forth into a trash can. That was kind of me. Because I, I was like, oh, I got to puke this up. It never came out. So then I was like, oh, I got to shit. So I start going there. And the smell of that was so grotesque, I actually just had to hop off and start puking into a bowl full of shit. And I went back and forth like that for about 20 minutes. So... That's one of those horrific experiences. But that was one of the most ridiculous cleanses I ever gave my body. I will say that. Because I felt like I could take on the world after that finally ended. All right. So last chip question I have is when you did it, was it like how it's sometimes described? Like, I know it's hot right from the get, but did it like, was it like more subtly hot and then it ramped up over a five minute burn? Or was it the same heat basically throughout? No, it definitely ramped up. Okay. Because, like, like, as I was chewing it, I was like, oh, this is hot. And, like, but, like, as it started, like, sitting there and stuff like that and started, like, spread a little more, I was like, it was a weird sensation, man. It was a rush. I'll give it that. Hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, if you're not already, definitely sign up. And, like Jim, I think I definitely will start 
putting in for just for all of our patrons at least some exclusive videos from both Jim and I moving forward. Just because, like I said, we want to thank you guys and we truly appreciate all the support. So, yep, definitely. Now, Jim, speaking of love for our Patreon patrons, what questions do we got this week? Well, Brian, since one dollar can get you a video of me killing myself, for one more measly dollar, you might as well ask a question at patreon.com slash chickenberryplaygame, where for as little as two dollars a month, you can ask a question we will answer on each and every single episode of this Power Arrow podcast. So first up, from 5th Gen Mook. Mook, you'll be happy to know that your review is coming soon. What are some of the worst Christmas gifts you have ever received? Mine are Transformers the Game on PS2 and a denim jacket that I'm pretty sure was a lady's cut. Brutal. Actually, I thought that Transformers game was supposed to be pretty good. Depends. Which one is he talking about? There was a few on the PS2, so I guess one of them was bad. I think Armada was supposed to be good. That was a good show. So I'll let you go first, because I feel like I know what yours is, and I want to see if I'm right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Nothing's really standing out. I'm sure when you say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. But like... It came with a pair of socks. <laughs> uh, yes that was one of the gifts i got from my parents so we, we told the story before but like everyone had like fucking iphone ipods and shit like that for and i get from boscov's this little gift set that was this little egg-shaped radio and like three pairs of black socks which i wasn't dressing up to go anywhere why did i have black socks but yeah this little egg-shaped radio i mean i took it on the train with me when i went under a bridge to signal in a way it only picked up like three stations but that was my that was my little radio for like freshman year of college. It's just like, yeah, I got it with a pack of socks. Yeah. They're like, oh Jim, what's that? I was like, oh, that's a little radio. They're like, oh, where'd you get that? I was like, oh, my parents got it for me for Christmas with a pair with some socks. And you all went, What? <laughs> there were many moments, Jim, where we said what to to what you got. Yep. <sighs> I'm trying to think like I can't think of a lot of bad gifts. Like, you can always say the standard. Like, yeah, socks, a sweater, or a shirt. Like, something where you're like, you can't. It's funny. As I get older, I can see why they think it's a good idea. I still don't agree with it. And that's not something I would give to. Unless someone said, yo, I really want this jacket or these shoes or something. But just generic, like, socks is equivalent as, like, being a dad now of, like, Oh, here I got you this tool or this that. It's like I can just go out and get that myself. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of great, like specific. Like this was a terrible, terrible gift. I've said it before, and it wasn't for Christmas. It was birthday. I know what the worst video game gift I ever got was. <laughs> Goddamn oh. Iron Man game. <laughs> oh, birthday. Yeah, I think the, I think the worst video game gift I ever got for Christmas was like it wasn't even like a bad game. It was just like my parents wound up getting me a game I already owned, mm. like one or two games I already had. So I was like, I, there was like one year they got me like Turrican and uh, something else, and then I was like, oh, Turrican and Altered Beast. And I looked at, I was just like, oh, I already have these. Cool, <laughs> we can trade them in. Thank you. <laughs> and they were like recording, and they kind of just went, well, what the fuck. <laughs> Like you can just re- <laughs> Jim, you can just fake for the it. camera like you like your gifts. <laughs> pretend for mama. Oh god. Oh, there's so much I can say but I won't. Oh, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I said it like the Adam Sandler bit for a reason. Um Yeah, that's really interesting. 
You know what else is funny? I can't even. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I, I'm. I'm definitely jealous of of people like my retro life and and, and the folks that like can have those videos of when they were a kid and like, oh, yeah. seeing what they got. Because I, I know I can vague, distinctly remember getting a PS One for Christmas. Me and my brother, we both got it. Um, and playing Soviet Strike, uh, the random demo disc that came with it, and. I'm blanking on the other game, but I remember playing Soviet Strike and being blown away, like the graphics and everything. I was like, "Holy shit, this game is crazy!" And the, the yeah. graphics and everything. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just really, ah, shit. I wish I had better memories of like specific games I got on Christmas morning. It was like, "Oh my god, that changed my world." But like, I don't have as many other than that PS One. That was the best example I really have. Yeah, mine was a PS2. I got my PS2 for Christmas one year with uh, Madden 2002 and Gran Turismo 3 and a memory card and an extra controller. So no, my parents did it right that year. And Gran Turismo 3 just sat on your shelf. I played some Gran Turismo 3. <laughs> You're like, I don't get it. Where's the bananas? Where's the shells? Hey, look, it's not my <laughs> fault you got to fucking grind to get some cars that are actually fun to use in that damn game. <laughs> God forbid, Jim. <laughs> yes, let me play my stupid racing game and enjoy it. with my stupid catch pick. Jim's like, all I want is Toad. Why can't I just be Toad? Why? Why am I going to play a video game to drive a car that's as crappy as the car I already had? <laughs> Give me some goddamn escapism. That's all I ask. Uh, so yeah, now that that is a great question, but yeah, unfortunately, other than the generic clothes, I don't really have a great terrible gift story. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of dodged a bullet on anything truly horrific. Except for the goddamn socks. But, yeah. <laughs> Good old sock radio. But yes, thank you. Uh, next up. Oh, actually, last up from Fody, Montana. Mm. No question this week. Just going to sit back and enjoy this <clears throat> tasty Merry Monkey. C Merry Christmas, everyone. Same Ooh. to you, buddy. Yeah, cheers, bud. Thank you. And Merry Ch Monkey is a damn good one. Sure is. And thank you guys, everyone, once again, for supporting us. I know we got one more of these podcasts for the year, but just want to say thank you. And I hope you all are having a great holiday and Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Just hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. Crazy Kwanzaa and a tip-top tech. God. Damn it. Jim. What? Don't I remember say, Simpsons references. Don't you say what? You know what? What? Crusty <laughs> reference. I'm innocent. I'm a good boy. Jim, does that mean we have a Jim's Crusty Corner? <laughs> yeah, we could. Oh, God. Get, Get the socks. Real quick. Speaking of socks. All right, so Jim, uh, I see you are now in the Christmas spirit. So let's yes. see what uh, what you got going on there. I am a festive boy, Brian, because I forgot I have a Christmas sweater, <laughs> and it's also for my lovely, terrible Philadelphia Flyers. So if you're listening on the radio, or the radio, if you're listening on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify, uh, sorry, we'll post a picture. But oh, Brian, go on. Is it reversible? It might be. Where is it? Boom! <laughs> oh, you some bitch! Shit lights up, oscillating colors. I like it. <laughs> Fucking man, shit of a sweater right there. The only thing I wish they would have done is where the snowflakes are. Just make them pucks behind the snowflakes. That would have been smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I appreciate the festiveness. And speaking of Jim, so. It's tougher to say, because I know you and I have talked about, and I even did the list last year, of 
Christmas games. There's not really that many Christmas games, and anything that is a Christmas game, usually inspired by a movie. And I even did the list of top Christmas levels. And I think in the past we have talked about some of our favorite Christmas or snow levels. I believe so. So so I feel like we've covered it. Like I said, we got the list out there. I know we've talked about it. But one thing I'm not sure if we ever have talked about is what is your, let's just call it your top five in no particular order, favorite Christmas movies. Like, do you have Christmas movies that you are go-to for you each year? Or are you anti that too? (laughs) I'm not anti it. Like, if, if a Christmas movie's on, I'll... You know what? Fucking... Let me see. If I, if I had to pick a number one real quick. Number one, Muppet Christmas Carol. Interesting. Just because what? of my, Sir Michael Caine? Well, Sir Michael Caine helps, but you get Muppets and you get Sir Michael Caine. What's not to love? Interesting. Okay. And you know uh, that's your number one. Huh? And you said you know that's your number one, or are you just saying, like, you know that's in your list? That's the one that popped in my head first. I'll say okay. that's number one. If that's the one that popped in first. Um, I mean, I guess Nightmare Before Christmas, that doubles up as a Christmas and Halloween movie. So It does. Yeah, so that'll be in top ten. I don't know where I'd place it. Uh, fuck you with your stupid diehard meme. I'm not even going to fucking... <laughs> I'm so sick of that goddamn meme. Every goddamn year. But are you more annoyed with the... Fa- like, put the meme stupid shit... Number one, I think it's so silly that... like you just said nightmare before christmas like there's plenty of movies that you can just say are christmas movies and then when you break down why is it like for all intents and purposes die hard is a christmas movie who cares would that be in your top five well i mean as a movie it's got well uh, yeah like as a movie it's got to be in there but i would say as a christmas movie it'll be in the lower part of the top ten okay because i mean it's set during christmas fantastic movie but it's not like you know christmassy just happens at a Christmas party. You know what I mean. Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm also a sucker for all those old school ones, though, too. Like, fucking, like, Peanuts, like, their little Christmas special. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Frosty oh, yeah. the Snowman. The Grinch. And actually, what do you call it? Just because my daughter's watched it about 10 billion times, I've turned around on the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Turned like, around? You you didn't like it before? Uh, I, nah, I wasn't a fan. And oh. I've, like, wa- I've watched it a ton of times since, and I'm like... No, this is pretty good. Nice. And uh, what do you call it? Uh, what, the, what, the, what else would I throw in there? I don't. You know, I like. I'm. I'm not crazy about a lot of the stand-ins, like, hmm. uh, like a Christmas story. Like, I don't need to ever watch that again. Like, I think it's fine. Are you just burned out because, for whatever reason, they put that 24 hours a day on well, Christmas because- Day? It's because it didn't have, like, the licensing or whatever. Whatever. It hit public domain, so they could just, like, spam the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah. So Is that what killed it. it for you? Almost like a song on the radio too much? No, I mean, it probably didn't help, but, like, I I never liked it that much to begin with. Like, I gotcha. remember watching it, I was like, this is fine. But, mm-hmm. like, when it comes on, it's like, if it's on, I'll leave it on. Like, I don't have to turn it off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, fuck, Home Alone, that's a Christmas movie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, like, I was kind of waiting for you to say that. I'm like, son of a bitch isn't saying Home Alone. Yeah, no, Home, Home Alone's easily top five. That yeah. might that might be number two. Um, Christmas I, Vacation? Uh, I'm actually going to say I think it's kind of overrated. Hmm. I think really? it's funny. I think people jerk it off way too much. Cause, like, I think it's lot- the best of the, the, the vacation movies. No, I think the original is way better than Christmas. I think so? Oh yeah, because mm. like, mean, but you're usually wrong. How dare you, sir? <laughs> but like, what do you call it? Like, 
like well, I mean, like with Christmas Vacation, like you can tell by then, like that was like when Chevy Chase was fully in his phoning it in, like like thirty year phase of his career, and like it, like there's got its funny parts, but it's just like also like a disjointed mess and shit like that. Like, I mean, it's fine. I guess it's like a series of funny things, but I just don't think he pulls off the funny like as well as he does in the first one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, see, I think the different... Like, and, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, Christmas Vacation. And I remember liking it a lot as a kid. When I watched it later, I was like, is this really all this is? Like, it's okay. But, like... Well, and you and I are in agreement. I don't like when things get blown out of proportion. Like the Die Hard meme. Like, yeah, like Christmas Vacation. Like, I've always... I used to not like that movie. And I say I came around on it maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And I was like watched it i was like let me really give this a try and i love like cousin eddie i love like 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 just a little subtle things here and there oh yeah um, and especially with us being dads now like there's a lot of his frustration that, like, oh I dude that's to. what i can really like you see i him, don't like, think it makes it more funny and like the no no, no it's but, not like, as funny but i i all of a sudden how he is like he's like we're gonna have a good goddamn holiday, whether you want to or not. And my like, boss is gonna give me this fucking reward. I'm gonna make my family happy. Goddamn it, because I'm a screw up. I just want to do the right yeah. thing. Right. Like the annoyances of like the in-laws. Like I, I totally. It maybe it's cause I've gotten older. I relate to it more. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't like it as much. Now I'm getting older. I'm like, I'm really liking it. Cause yeah, you hit. So for me, it's definitely Home Alone, uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. And you know, uh, I, yeah, throw uh, not to cut you off real quick, but Home Alone too. You can throw that top ten too. Cause, like, I know it, it, it's so tough, and and my gut says go with Home Alone one, but my kids now on a tear of wanting to rewatch just Home Alone two, and I'm like, fucking Tim Curry, like he, ah, it, it's Tim so Curry, tough. Bird Lady, former president Donald Trump. What's not the love? <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Let it go. Jim, speaking of memes, I really think you need to get the Trump Pence uh, wrapping paper and send our buddy a gift. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> that would be. I didn't even know that existed. That would I be didn't either funny. until I saw it online. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, so like, okay, so we got Home Alone. You got uh, Christmas Vacation. Um, I would definitely say It's a Wonderful Life. That's like always a go-to on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, um, for me. Yeah, it's a go-to. It's fine. Yeah, a Scrooged. I love. Oh shit, Scrooged is really good. Yeah, Monica turned me on to that, and that's probably her favorite one. And it's like, yeah, Bill. It's Bill Murray being Bill Murray. So. Yeah, before he stopped giving a shit. So yeah, yeah that was like the last <laughs> hurrah of him caring. Um. I would, I would definitely would say the Jim Carrey Grinch, and it's funny. Yeah. I, I fully hated the new animated Grinch, and I'm not saying it's better, but I've grown to appreciate it. It's, more. No, it's definitely not better, but like it's it's an okay watch. Like yes. for yeah, uh, the cartoons like you said, Frosty and Rudolph. I almost never don't watch them back to back in one way or another for some reason because like you know Frosty's like twenty some minutes. And yeah. Rudolph is like 40. So it's like, to me, I almost always combine them. And I think I even have them on one DVD. So maybe that's why I think of it that way, too. Mm. I almost put them as one movie. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, obviously. Um, Krampus. That's probably the best horror, huh? <laughs> Jimmy can't still be mad. No, I'm mad. I'll be mad. I didn't even say anything. You all. <laughs> We're thinking it. 
For those who've never seen Krampus, let's just say the first kill is the little fucking fat kid. And we it's because he it. smells a gingerbread cookie and it wakes him up and he goes over and it's like a... Like, and like, like the little fat fatty he is, he has no self-control like most of us fat fatty fat 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 fats. And of course, he, he got to be sucked up by the Krampus. And everyone had to look. Jim. There's nope. a look. Here's, here's the thing. We are in theater. It's me, my wife, That Jim, has not stopped his any wife. of you before, especially your wife. <laughs> but here's the deal. They show the fat kid. He's going towards a cookie. Jim automatically, he doesn't even give us a chance. He just leans over, points to me, he says, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance. I was like, I didn't even say anything. You know what you did. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> but that is, you got to admit, that is a pretty badass uh, horror movie for Christmas. I mean, there's also... It's no Santa Slay, but, I was you just know. about Santa Slay or the... The Ginger uh, Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man. Those are interesting. You know what? I don't like Dra Jack Frost, though. The Michael Keaton movie. I know yeah. my wife likes it, but I don't... That's not for me. It's a little goofy. Yeah. Um, I... See, I really like Die Hard, and now I try to save it for Christmas time watching. So yeah. now, by association, I put it as a Christmas movie. Um, Eight Crazy Nights, the animated thing with Adam Sandler. That's no, I never watched funny. that. But I it's also like he it's like kind of more Hanukkah, more like it's it's a mix of Christmas and Hanukkah. But that's pretty funny. Bad Santa. Oh fuck! How did I forget that? All right, Bad Santa's my number one. Shit. <laughs> oh god damn it! And like a normal conversation, I'm always like Bad Santa, Bad Santa, Bad Santa, bad and I'm put on the spot, and I fucking geek out yeah bad santa's number one bad santa is a perfect movie <laughs> um what now are you putting jingle all the way i mean you could consider it but i'm not gonna put it in the top 10 what about santa claus or tim allen uh you know what they're okay they're 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 a fine watch they're they want to be like a must see but like they're fine yeah oh god i've seen all of them Ugh. jesus <laughs> the one with martin short Ugh. i see i i stopped the first one you, you you should believe it that way. Uh, ooh, uh, uh, Christmas horror chronicles or something or like Christmas. It's like an anthology Christmas horror movie. I think it's like the Christmas horror stories or something. But it's yeah, kind of kind that. of like uh, Trick or Treat, where there's like I don't know four or five stories that, in one way or another, kind of intertwine. That's actually really good, and there's some really funny ones I know you get a kick out of. So, if you see it on Netflix or whatever, you should give it a, a watch. Um, <clears throat> somebody actually convinced me—I forget who it was—to watch friggin' Love Actually. Is that the one with like all the characters and it's Christmas time? Yeah, I think so. It it sucked. I I didn't like it. Let's put it that way. I did not find any appeal to it. I don't. Is that the one with Jack Black? No, it's the one. No, that's like that's an, Valentine's Day. It's an Day all star. Jack it's like Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant, uh, the dude from Walking Dead. Uh, fuck, fuck, what's his name? Kira Knightley. It's it's a whole bunch of people. I think Kira Knightley's a dude. <laughs> Damn it! No, I'm saying also Kira Knightley, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like yeah, everyone finds love on Christmas. Yeah. Um, yep, which led to Valentine's Day and New Year's yes, Eve and all, all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's some obvious ones we're missing. Brian, he pray love a Christmas movie? I haven't watched it, Jim. <laughs> Brian, what about its gay porno sequel, Eat Gay Butts? D I hate you, Jim. 
stumped him. Real movie, by the way. Have you seen any of the Black Christmases? No. Okay. The original is good. The first remake's okay. The third one is one of the worst remake movies I've ever seen. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Oh, Elf. What do you think about Elf? Oh, shit. Elf's great. I was going to say, that's another one where for a while there, and we were in our 20s, like I feel like it was getting overdone with every how much love it got. I feel it, like it was that's def- died it was down. definitely overdone. And now it's kind of weaned off into just being like, yeah, it's a really good one. So that, yeah. I'd say Elf's top ten. Yeah, for sure. It's just so damn wholesome. Goddamn. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think. So, all right, so then let's think. Oh, no, let's shit. Right. Oh, motherfuck. Of course, Gremlins. Oh, shit balls. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be up there. Damn, there's a lot of good Christmas movies. There's a there. lot of good. All right, so here's here. I'll just say mine, and this is in no particular order. Home Alone 1 and 2, uh, 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 Christmas Vacation, Gremlins, Bad Santa. Fuck, Batman Returns. Shit. See, that's one I'm not willing to consider a Christmas movie. And I know that that might be kind of... That's more of a Christmas movie than Goddamn Die Hard, in my mind. It could be, but I'm just... Because I don't want to add it to my list. Um, Add it. uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I'm combining... The Frosty and uh, Rudolph, the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch, I should be more specific, mm. uh, Die Hard, and oh, who's going to take number 10? I'll say Krampus. What about you, Jay? Right. Uh, I've already <laughs> forgotten about half the ones we talked about. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like Bad Santa, Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, this will be in no particular order either. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Can edit mm-hmm. that out. All right. So, Bad Santa, Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, which Grinch do I want to put in there? Because the cartoon's a classic. I also really like Jim Carrey, too. Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey. You know what? I'll do the Jim Carrey one just because my daughter loves to quote him yelling at Max. And he'll she'll yell at my puppy like he yells at Max. So, <laughs> I'll throw it in there for that. Fucking nothing like a four-year-old going, Max, coffee! Tell me <laughs> six in the morning. So, um, all right, so we got those. Uh, Batman Returns. I'll, I'll, I'll throw Die Hard in there because it's just too good of a movie not to be in there. Um, shit, I guess I got to throw Gremlins in there, too, because that's just too good of a movie once do, again. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, man, do I, throw, do I throw Scrooge in there? I might have to throw Scrooge in there. Or shit. Yeah, Scrooge, shit. Scrooge needs to be in my list, so I got to transfer something out, but that's got to be in there. Are you? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I guess, I guess, I got to put Nightmare Before Christmas. It's got fucking Santa. Fuck, in it. I forgot. God damn, it's so tough it's, to do this. It's, it's, it's got Santa, so I got to throw that in there. And then, uh, shit, you got two more. No, I have one left. Uh, no, you had two. No, no, damn it. You count it wrong. No, I did not count wrong. I counted fine. You you don't do numbers well. We leave, we'll leave it to the comments. They can, <laughs> see, can go back and tell us uh, and boost our algorithm. Are you doing uh, and, any old movies? Are you doing any of the cartoons? Like Frosty he, or Rudolph? I'll, I'll throw Frosty in. Frosty okay. can round it out. All right. So, yeah. It's and, a t- if, and if I'm missing one, I'll throw in Peanuts after that. Okay. It's a tough thing, and here's the deal. There are lots of great Christmas movies. Um, and that's why I said, like, some of the 
Christmas games, I would almost always say they come from some of those movies we named, but there's not a lot of other Christmas games, just like Christmas events in games or levels. So, yeah, I was just kind of curious, and since we're being so festive. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. But you Actually, guys. Speaking of Christmas games, I'll have a, uh, I have a little Let's Play that'll be coming up on uh, Christmas Day itself. So, if you need nice. something in the background, a little time waster for you to watch, you can watch me play a Christmas game for 45 minutes. And we want to hear from you guys. Put down your list below. What is your favorite Christmas movies? And give us some thoughts behind it. We love interacting with you all. Indeed. All right, Chambers. So now moving on to the actual kind of new topics out there. This one's... Whew, this first one you put up is kind of nutty, but uh, why don't you explain it? It's actually from a tweet that we'll link below. Yeah, it's from a tweet, but it, the tweet kind of sums up the actual press release, so... Uh, a couple of days old at this point, uh, from uh, the 16th of December or so. Final Fantasy XIV is so popular that Square Enix had to stop selling it and is pulling all advertising. So this is something I've never heard of before. But apparently their servers are so overloaded, especially during peak hours, that they've had to like limit the amount of players who are in there. Anyone who's like in a free trial player just can't access it anymore and so the you know the paying players can keep playing but it's yeah. on like a really stagnated kind of schedule is like they spend and i think they might still be doing it trying to get people you know trying to update their servers to basically accept demand and it's crazy too because final fantasy 14 has been out for a long time and i was gonna first... say is it really like still this this hot Final Fantasy XIV is one of those like crazy redemption stories in video games, like all, like more so than even No Man's Sky, where like when it first came out, it's an MMO, it's a MMO, and when it first came out, like people did not like it, kind of got trashed, and they completely revamped it into a game that people loved, and I guess it's just been getting more and more popular as the time's been... going on. So here's the only sad thing I don't like. I mean, I'm sure they do it for whatever reason. I would have loved to see the numbers that, like, the current, like, player base is at that, like, puts it to the limit. Because, yeah, what if they released it, maybe, and I'm using very stupid math here, but let's say they were like, all right, we have enough capacity for a million players at any time, right? Right. Then they got terrible presses, and they're like, fuck, our player base is down to 500k, we're going to at least bring it up, bring it down to 700K, save ourselves the server space for 300K people. So they got rid of it. And then, like you said, they revamped and maybe they now have to catch back up. But I've, yeah, I've never heard of a game doing this. And, and like they're giving people free time. Like for anyone who's had a paid <clears throat> account before or a subscription as of, well, today, actually the 21st, you're going to be getting 14 days. That's so. So they well, actually they recently granted seven days of game time, but now they're also be granting an additional fourteen days. So you're getting almost a full month basically of game time for free. As like we're sorry that you can't play because the lag, the locked, the long waiting times are so insane. And you know what? That's called a company doing right by their fans. Oh, for sure. So, I yeah, mean, they're just they're, they have a patch schedule that they uh, put out there, so they have a bunch of patches lined up. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're just really struggling to keep up with demand, which is fucking crazy. I, you know what? It's a great problem to have if you're a company. I can't believe that is a problem because 
at the end of the day, it really does probably just have to come down to server space. And I know I'm simplifying it, I'm sure. Right. But, like, you're a major company. If this was an indie developer, I'd totally get it. But you're a major company with one of the biggest franchises of all video game history. You're telling me you can't churn out some server space or, like, increase capacity? Like, you gotta revert to that? Like, you know, hey, they're doing something to make it up, so I applaud them. I just... Right. I, yeah. Right. Quick question for you. Let's Go see. On. When do you think Final Fantasy XIV first released? 2015? 2010. What? Yep. Now I gotta see when they did the whole revamp. So then what system was that? It's it's always just been Windows. It's always just been PC. Oh, it was never a console. I think it might have, maybe. No, no, apparently it's just always been Windows. Yeah. 2010. Holy shit. I mean, so, here's I, the I'm other thing. I'm trying to look up to see when the revamp happened, so I can't fucking remember. Well, when but here's that was. the other thing. That almost makes a little more sense to me then, because then you're like, okay, it's an 11 year old game. They probably are trying to decommission servers to to some degree, and it just, you know, people are still. Pl- I don't know. That's crazy though. Yeah. So holy I, shit. I, yeah, had a bunch of problems. Was panned on release. They could only mend the game, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see here. Wait, this might be the second Final Fantasy XIV, which is the one we're talking about. So, oh, yeah, that was also released on PlayStation <coughs> 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, apparently, and uh, OS X. Hmm. Uh, what? Uh, 2013 is when they started revamping it for uh, Windows. So, three years later, they just basically started from scratch and made a game that people fucking love, and now they can't keep up with. And even for 2013, we're talking eight, almost nine years later, basically. Yeah. And, like, the demand's still that crazy. This is insane. That, uh, shit. I mean, once again, hey, good on you, Final Fantasy. I feel bad for players of that that's happening. Um, guys, fucking do something. If somebody wants to play your IP this old... I, I don't and know we're, how... We're, like, we were talking about that with like a couple weeks ago with the Diablo 2 uh, remaster. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, but you kind of, like, you hate it, but you also kind of expect it with new releases and shit like New that. releases, you absolutely, yeah. And you can never estimate, like, like it was always a joke with us, with COD. Like, on opening night, we knew it was going to, the servers were going to get so rushed. You're like, all right, what's the wait going to be like on some times? Yep. But, how, yeah. how many games are we going to get kicked from? Is there about to start? Yeah, but it's a crazy thing. And what I want to hear from is anybody out there still playing the game? What what's the worst loading time we you've ever had for this, and is this something that's going to? Are you going to keep coming back, or are you going to finally stop playing for now? I'd be that's what I'm curious to hear. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jamber. So this next one from Nintendo Life. I don't know if it's something that would bother you since you didn't really you weren't an early adopter of the Dreamcast, but uh, a potential Star Fox clone, if you want to call it that. That was canceled for the Dreamcast? Yeah, I just thought this was an interesting article. Um, and I've had some problems with Nintendo Life before, but this is <laughs> this is a good one. So, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there is an interview that they did with... Uh, who's the fuck? It was okay. Mark's... Mark Sabotnik. Sabotnik, yeah. It's like Robotnik. Hmm. Sabotnik? Robotnik? Makes sense. You tell me. So... So he was recently on the Retro Hour podcast. Motherfuckers! 
Crappy <laughs> ass. They have no idea who we are. But no. yeah, he was basically he's an old game developer and he was talking about how he was working on a game called Geist Force, which was an on rails basically a Star Fox clone. That was gonna be a basically um like a launch game for the Dreamcast when it came out. And they were using a lot of proprietary like technology and an engine that they had behind it and a whole team of people that were working on it. And <clears throat> Sega being Sega at the time, like Sonic creator Yuji Naka, basically the story comes down to, and you can read the whole article will be listed below. So Yuji Naka came in and he kind of basically just looked at like the tech that they were using and he started talking in Japanese thinking no one would understand what he was saying. And like half the developers did. And he was like, oh, okay, I want to take this, this, and this for Sonic and keep this guy and then boot the rest. Like, keep one person who knows the engine and then get rid of everything else. That's so shitty. Yeah, which is, like, kind of crazy. And, like, Yuji Naka is, like, kind of that guy who has been, like, loved forever, but, like, he's he's almost kind of been in that uh, Keiji Nafune thing where, like, because Yuji Naka is, like, a fantastic, um, he's a fantastic programmer, but... As, like, a lead and, like, a head and designer. Kind of, it's kind of not there. He's had some good ideas, like Knights and shit like that. And, you know, some of the Sonic games and people still liked it. But I think he's also been responsible for a lot of crappy Sonic. And he also recently had Bound Wonderworld. And we all know how that turned out. So, <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, a whole kind of little pull the behind the scenes of, like, you know, the shit you went through back then and as a video game developer. And, you know... There's been like there's also the stories about like you know back not in this article but like Star Fox Adventures how that was supposed to be you know Dinosaur Planet and its own thing then they kind of rip like you know uh, Miyamoto's like oh this has to be a Star Fox game rip this this and this out so you know it'd be something that'll sell like that kind of shit so you know big name interference is always kind of something interesting to hear about and it's kind of crazy that like this never really came to life until twenty some years later. Yeah, I mean, I love I. I love and loathe stories like this because here's the deal. We know everyone wants to imagine their utopia or favorite hobby is created by people of all like-minded. They're helping each other. Everyone's, uh, we're no, it's a lot of backstabbing, like to atypical corporate bullshit and stealing other people's ideas. And it's like, you know, um, I kind of look at it like I'm not shocked. kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it's not a Star Fox game, but it looked pretty cool. And he said he was like 60 to 70% done. So I can only imagine the, the like, gut wrench of, like, they're just going to take your shit, chop it up the way they want, and just say, move on. And yeah. maybe it's something a lot of game developers are used to. And if it is, I mean, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, this guy, I'm trying to look him up now. Do we know, has he done other games? Uh, they mentioned later on what he eventually moved on to. Fuck, I can't. I'm looking at it now, and he's worked. He, I mean, he's worked in for Sega for a really long time. Um, and then he joined Microsoft in 2002, so he's worked with that. Doesn't seem like he's he's credited in 31 games, but God forbid, it shows me the credits. Okay, so. He was in so Pan yeah actually Panzer after Dragoon, Geist, he was in after Geist Force he left Sega and yeah he worked for Microsoft on both the original Xbox and the 360 and he's the director of desktop gaming and creator segment and products for Intel so he's doing good for himself yeah good for him yeah yeah very interesting story I mean 
if you tell me anyone from big Sega and big Nintendo are kind of schemy bastards, I'm going to say, I'm going to be like, is the sun hot? Like, yeah, of course. None of them are good guys. Like, well, I mean, any freaking video game company. So, I mean, look at all the bullshit that went on with uh, Sony lately with uh, Mr. Mr. Messages to Kids for Sex to Come Over wearing a PS5 shirt. So you know. I was not aware. Of, I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't think I want to know, to be honest. Oh, some head engineer for Sony of America, what do you call it, was... Uh, it was basically like a YouTube channel that's like kind of like To Catch a Predator. So they basically did a sting operation and... Not well. He was, you know, doing the whole "oh, come on over," grooming a fifteen-year-old that he thought was fifteen, oh. and when they showed up to his house, he was wearing a PS5 shirt. So at least the man was brand loyal. Shit. <sighs> and Sony, to their credit, fired him right the fuck away. They didn't even try to deal with the, uh, you know, the legal loopholes you could do with, you know, because a lot of like Chris Hansen shit. And this is obviously off topic. But yeah, like Chris Hansen, Chris Hansen ruined his own cases like a thousand times. Like barely anyone ever got processed from that fucking show. But Sony said, "Fuck you, get the fuck out." So they did not drop a hat. So kudos to Sony there. I was not aware that Chris Hansen cases were dropped. A lot of them were. Couldn't admissible. Blah 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 blah. Other bullshit that I'm not qualified to talk about. So there you go. Jesus hey, baby. Yep. Well, that's another area I'm glad I'm not part of is the legal system. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean let us know what you guys think is does this come of a shocker did anyone know it here's my question <sighs> i guess there is something out there but like what stops a guy like that just releasing the software and like it being just pirated freeware out there for someone to play like a well, unreleased I mean, game there there there's two beta builds of it that are out there i don't know if he oh, released okay. it or if someone else released it but there's two beta builds. Uh, our buddy Castle Zots played him, and he's like, yeah, it's not that great, but it's also, you know, it's not done. It's so. a beta build. Yeah, you can't ever. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's still, it's like, it would have been fun to have a nice little rail shooter for the Dreamcast. Like, that would have worked. Yeah. Give you a little more variety. Shit. Uh, Sega does what Sega does best. Ruins are own fun. <laughs> Sega, there's a reason Sega is Sega. <laughs> Always going to be number three. Well, I mean, they're not even number three now. I know. <laughs> Can't even say always. Shit. <laughs> All right, Chambers, this next one also. Oh, what the fuck? So, so we... okay, little backstory for this one. Yeah. So, the, uh, there's an article posted below from September of this year yep. with the most expensive CSGO skins. And the reason I threw this on here is there is a tweet that went viral today from a fucking, from a crypto bro basically saying that nfts are now the thing that give people like digital social prestige or bragging rights i forget the fucking wording but like basically digital dick waving with how much money you have status symbols there we go yeah that's the word yeah so and of course and i'm already really getting sick of the i'm sick of the nft crowd and i'm sick of the anti-nft crowd both of you shut the fuck up i don't care anymore i do not care but that aside but you're a pro nft <laughs> I think there's a, there's use for it eventually. I think there's use for it eventually. It's not there yet. I'll say that. There's growing pains. A lot of problems. Use or consumption, it's two different things. There's never going to be a use for it. It's just people will continue to utilize it. Look, you change a few copyright laws around and boom, you have a u digital used game marketplace. There you go. There's, there's a use for you. But it's not. you can't NFT an entire game. You can only NFT an image. 
You can then who's to say? The law. Well, the law doesn't give a shit about <laughs> NFTs in general right now. That's why people well, they will st- once they will just like all the crypto shit. Oh, they will. Uh, I mean, the second they can fucking either take advantage of it or destroy it, they will. Yeah. But all that aside, so yeah, basically, as that tweet was going around, people started being like. Oh, well, I mean, we've already had digital... Or, like, all the gamers were like, laughs in CSGO skins. And I'm thinking fucking laughs in goddamn Team Fortress 2 hats. So, fucking status symbol fucking digital purchases and black markets have been around for a long fucking time. And CSGO skins are probably the most... Uh, the most culturally relevant right now, I'll say. So... And for the past, like, number of years. I had... <coughs> when I say zero idea i i literally had no idea of this excuse me now admittedly i know all about csgo i've never even played it i know all about it i know obviously fps like it's still huge um the skin cost of the link we shared um and i mean these are super ultra mega unbelievably unbelievably rare. rare yeah yeah and What's interesting, what I saw was, in the write-up, it basically says that the cosme- the skins, um, you get them in a box, and then once opened, you have no control over the value as is predetermined by what the game decides by assigning it a float value between 0 and 1.0. And the lower the float value translates to a higher selling price. So basically, the lower the float value, um, your gun is going to look more pristine, fewer scratches or patches, and it's going to be like shinier, yada, yada, yada. Um, and they, they just give a few examples, like this one for a knife. It's a case-hardened blue gem. It was, <clears throat> it was the most expensive trade back in 2016. Uh, it was worth $150,000. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Based on current market price and the whole cryptocurrency spike, this may fetch its Chinese owner over $600,000 for a fucking skin to a knife in a game. Here's the deal. This is where the idea of value is such an obscure idea. And I've always even had a problem with trading cards, comics, uh cars like i'm really in the cars but the thing is like i can appreciate the value of a more physical item because you truly own it and in theory bearing any major destruction like the car is not going to go away you still will have like one of one car in existence so whatever that's worth to you it is what it is a skin in a game like anything else that's a microtransaction in a game blows my mind that someone's willing to shell out money because if a server is deleted, goes down, something happens, something hacked, like, I just feel like it's so much more vulnerable to eventually going away. And if the game just is bought up by another company and it's not supported, what happens to that asset? It has zero value at that point. Like, you can't physically take it with you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, hey, if somebody really values us, cool but then i started deciding to dig in and i started looking up sites the amount of sites that sell skins and boxes and dude it is fucking insane like i did not realize there was a whole fucking underworld to csgo skins and my one question is 
why? And I'm not trying to be a smartass either. Like, I truly want to try to figure out, like, okay, it is like a, it, it's a dick swinging thing. It's a like status symbol. I can yep. buy that. But, like, I watch CSGO, and I'm like, you don't really even notice the skin. And certainly the people who play against you aren't noticing it. The only people that truly could notice it is people, if you're streaming it or you make videos, that's the real only time you're going to see it. Yep. And even then, I'm like, I love the shit out of some games. And I get buying, like, skins. Like I said, Dead by Daylight. I love that game. Unique skins. They didn't do any performance thing. It was just a look. Uh, I gotta pay five bucks for it. Okay. I guess in my mind, like, there is a threshold where I go, I don't give a fuck. I am not paying over five to ten dollars for a skin that does nothing to enhance the game other than cosmetic. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it always just comes down to someone out there who wants to have the rarest thing ever with a boatload of money going, I need to have the rarest thing. I do have the rarest thing. And then someone lucks out and gets an even rarer thing. And they go, fuck, I need the rare thing now. And then the value just goes up like there. So is that where I'm missing it? Maybe I'm, the part I'm missing is that this is exclusive to just super rich people. Like, there's not an average Well, Joe, I mean, they're like, the only ones who can afford it. Let's put it that way. But I'm saying, there's not, like, a me and you out there who, like, I'm looking at this one site right now. It's called SkinPort.com. And they have a whole, like, almost thumbnail-style listing of all skins. And it's, like, for a sniper rifle, one I'm looking at right now, it's $1,500 tradable. And it has its float value. It's not even the lowest float value. But, like... Could you imagine liking a video game that much and they're like, Jim, you play whatever the fuck, Hades all the time, and you can get a new skin. Could you imagine dropping $1,200 for any piece of DLC for that? No. God, no. I mean, like, luckily, <clears throat> one, I'll not be in the position to be able to do that. But two, <laughs> like, even then, if I could, I've still, like, I, I think I'm of the mindset, at least, that I couldn't do that. Like, that's just <laughs> absolutely freaking insane to me. But, I mean, that's people, and they have their cash. Like, some people save up for it to have, you know, certain thing. So, like, uh... So One to, for 10000 Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's funny because, like, back, like, because, like, I've been out of the... I've, like, not like I was ever in the scene. But I played, you know, I played Counter-Strike. I like Counter-Strike a lot. I was never, like, you know, big into the CSGO scene. But, like, I remember back, like, the end of the aughts, like, 08, 09, like, Team Fortress 2 hats were a real big thing. Like, Team Fortress 2 hats basically walk so CSGO skins could run with how ridiculous they are. And I remember hearing people paying, like, 1200 bucks, a couple thousand for a fucking hat in that game, just because <clears throat> of its, like, crazy rarity and shit like that, and thinking, that's insane. And then you see an article like this where someone has a float with a wear on a gun that makes it worth six hundred thousand dollars and i'm just like what i i i put this in the same realm as crypto as nfts as all this shit yes that is a form honestly csgo skins are a form of crypto in my opinion they are a form of a market that is determined by a very exclusive group who has the money to shift the value of everything else around it in its own self-contained thing it is insane to me that somebody puts that kind of money out. Like, and obviously the article we listed has the most expensive, and I already mentioned the one. But there's a yeah. whole slew of them that talk about 180k, 250k. It's it's just mind-boggling, and I can't 
understand it. And I would love for someone to, I, I, while we were talking, I looked it up and like everyone basically just says, yeah, it says really the rarity and the want of those skins. Like, I don't know. That's, that's not in me. Like I, I can't even appreciate when I, here's the deal. Like somebody who's not in the cars, the chances are, if you are shown a car that's considered valued at 250k chances are almost every single person who looks at it could say i get it why like i'll never spend that much on that but i could you like it's a performance vehicle it's this it looks good i looked at one of the most expensive at, 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 at that point it's just status though like if no, you no 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 a... it is but it goes back to if it's uh, and i'm not saying this is a thing say it's like the only aston martin that was used in the original james bond and it's the only surviving car ever and you then you can say it's that one thing i go okay there is a rarity there like there's something tied to it um makes sense you could almost argue the same thing with property like you know like a house in one place is worth more than other places like the history is what really can help determine it. But with these skins, I just looked at like one that was worth $20,000 and I said, it doesn't even look that good to me, but, but it's just a rarity thing. And I go, what the fuck? Yeah. Our buddy, uh, at purple comics on Twitter, he kind of tried to explain it, even though like, if you're not in a realm, it still doesn't really make sense. So in Counter-Strike, each item has wear that is determined by the float value. The lower the float, the less. Yeah. That's what I said at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, it's 0 and, to 1.0. The lower it is on that scale means it has no scratches, no blemishes. It's almost like a perfect, pristine skin the closer you get to 0, thereby increasing its rarity. Right. But then there's also rarity that's affected by, like, other things that don't have to do with float. Like, if a skin is hardened because it has a specific texture pattern because of randomized positioning and a desirable float, and someone plastered it with rare stickers. So, people fucking bleh. Oh, the stickers, yeah, are modifiers. I can even add more value. That's where you go. So, you can just add junk to it and make it even more create. Like, uh, add rare <clears> junk <throat> to more rare junk to make even rarer junk. <laughs> now, Bri, have you had any kind of... Because, like, when I'm reading this, I'm thinking on a very, very small scale. Back when I had that fucking Marvel game on phones. Mm-hmm. And, like, the closest I've ever had to, like, digital currency and, like, a digital marketplace and, like, a little digital black market. The value, yeah, trading. Yeah, tra- trading the power packs in-game. And, like, this old Marvel game, like, you build teams together with different rarities and use power packs to basically recharge your cards right away to do more attacks during events and shit like that. So, power packs were the thing. They became the currency, basically. And, like... I'm like I remember like putting up power packs for raffles and fucking different uh you know chat groups and you know trading power packs for rarer pieces or to can complete a guy and shit like that. So like I remember on that very small scale going, This is fucking stupid. Why am I doing this? But still going, but I need the thing. I you I have need the thing. That I want. The thing. I need the thing. I know. I I have half of an unlimited <clears throat> of an ultra rare. If I had the other half of the ultra rare, then I'll have my ultra rare plus. I need to have the other half of the ultra rare plus to have my ultra rare. Here so to that so i I can can kind of get it but see there's a utility there what you just described is you're getting an ultra rare because it actually makes your card like perform better it's like the strongest version of whatever card you're trying to do yeah these are all cosmetic (laughs) that's my point like if you said like this skin it, it lasered through the entire map and killed everyone i'd go oh okay like that makes sense um, I wouldn't like it because it's really pay to play or pay to win. Pay to win, yeah. But 
I could then say, oh, okay, you're paying to be the best CSGO player. That's not the case at all. And in, in that Marvel game, like I said, when you show me a utility that, like, in your case, like you said, every mobile game now has some type of currency that gets you the boosted version. Shit, you play Clash of Clans still. Um, yeah, but there's actually, surprisingly enough, no, like, any kind of black market on that because, like, the way the game's set up. Like, there is no packs you can trade between players. There's no, like yeah, that. there's no yeah. easy way to do it. And I think a lot of games, though, for the most part, do have them. But even in that game, they have things like buy well, you can buy potions gems, or gems, yeah. And, yeah. and I could see where you'd go, I'm so close, I just want to get it done. Let me sp- spend five bucks and I'll get it done. Like, that's testing the patience of someone. So right. that's a different, like, currency. Whereas this, it's pure vanity. It's not even, like, patience or determination or trying to be the best. It's strictly vanity. That's where I go, I- I'm trying to think of something. Like, you were in you were in a Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, those cards. Those are another example where I say I get when something is worth the value because there are there's only so many cards in existence right but at the same time it is a physical thing that bearing once again somebody stealing it from you a catastrophe whatever i worry about anything digitally transacted because if if csgo gets bought up by someone and they say we're going to turn off the servers literally what can you do with your skin and I almost worry for those people. I mean, if you're stupid enough to pay 150k for a skin, I'm not really worried for you. But if you're a casual player and you're putting out 20, 30, 40 bucks, I don't want you wasting your money on something that could go away. Yep. Now, Brian, to somehow to somewhat play devil's advocate here, go ahead. Have you ever had the endorphin rush of having? Of lucking out and having one of the most rare things or the most oh, yeah. sought after things. I was a trading card kid. I was a comic kid. Like, it is fun. Um, but the endorphin rush for me always came from getting it from a base pack. Like, I love the idea yeah. of, like, I'll, I'll buy five base packs at 5, 20, whatever, however much it was. And if I get some ultra rare out there, if you say just buy from the source and pay. Well, yeah, there's, that's that's like going on eBay and buying a, for buying a rare. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, yeah, the, the endorphin rush for sure. Um, but it's only because there's it's it's like playing the lottery. You know, it's like I'm hoping yeah. I'm getting it. That's all it is, is playing the lottery with other things. Um, whereas this one, it's not like that, like this trading system. Um, but, hey, man, it, it's also a weird thing. If I, The only way I try to play any type of devil's advocate and the thing I couldn't quite get was there are so many people that sell these skins. I don't know if there's a true way that you just unlock, like if you pay a flat $5 for a random box and you truly get random skins, or at this point, the only way to get these skins is pay absurd prices. Well, there is a big controversy, and I forget if, I think it was CSGO, but we're talking four or five years ago where like YouTube channels like uh, T. Martin and someone else... They like their whole channels are basically revolved around like them buying skin boxes off of this service and like you know opening them as their videos and like you know getting their rare shit and stuff like that. But it turned out it was also a service that they were running and they were fudging it all and shit like that. Like it was this huge fucking thing. So like I forget the specifics of it, but like 
yeah, there, there's a lot of these fucking services that somehow are able to sell <clears throat> these in-game skins or, you know, it's it's all just random generated code. So, you know, luck of the draw and shit. But. Well, th that's where I go, like, these transactions, like, it's weird. It is all secondhand transactions because the people that program it aren't getting more money, presumably. I mean, maybe they're getting money per box open, but the value is only determined after a fact, right? So it Oh, is, yeah, no, the, the programs don't get dog dick nothing out of the goddamn uh so it's the, the it, i don't know market. it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird thing and it seems like an easy easily manipulated system and it's a world you and i will never be in because like you said who the fuck is gonna have that kind of money where you could be like i'm gonna drop 20k on a skin so everyone thinks i'm cool right can't we just go back to dick size being the thing? Why does it got to be CSGO skins? No, 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 no. Let, let, let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, can't that be the marker? Nope, nope, Jim, right, come right, on. Can we just right, do that? Nope, right. Come on. Right. No. Jim, come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, God bless you. If you got that kind of money, you can do it. Sign up for our Patreon. I don't know what to say. Like, just, that's ridiculous. I, I, I. I love me Resident Evil, and if you said there's something available for even five hundred dollars, I'm never going to buy it. I'm sorry, Resident Evil. Uh, uh, okay, Bri. All right, let's let's okay. play a game. Go on. All right, ten ten grand. You get a handy from the lady who played Lady D. No. No. Right. You left it at handy. Fine, Th Chloe. No. I'll give you anal. How about that? I she's not even hot. She's got a she's got a nose on her. Look, a fucking I, pelican could perch on that thing. Damn, I, I, hot fire. I'm right just now. saying, like, no, uh, like she's not attractive to like. She she no, no, she, she, she wore she wore a booby shirt, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I don't think she's the most attractive woman in the world. She's fine, but yeah, what do you call it? Um. I, I just saw it for the story or for the uh, the lineage there. No, would you go for the original Jill? Would you have to do it for but that? But see, you you said ten grand. Yeah. See, there's very few. Even like if you did top celebrity crushes, would I really be willing to spend ten k on that? Fine, fine. One grand re three Jill. Now you're talking. Now you're now you're in a different. Wait, wait. So, Andy. Oh, oh yes. No, no. Get, do it I don't the care. Story. There you is, are not a fan. There, there you is, are a fugazi fan. You no do not one, love your thing. There is no one. I don't care who she is. That for a thousand dollars, I would want to pay for a handy. There's so much better things to do. Like no, a thousand dollars. Right. It is a status symbol. <laughs> you can be the ultimate Resident Evil fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I will have to turn that down a thousand percent. Fraudulent. I mean. All right, Jim. We'll turn the tables on you. Thousand dollars, and I know. So obviously, we're talking about fictional, made up. Whoever the chick was modeled for for Blaze from Streets of Rage Two. Ooh. Well, what am I getting out of this? A handy for a thousand. All right. Is she dressed up like Blaze? Yep. All right. What the fuck? <laughs> but skates in the room too, watching. <laughs> Is he beating off in the corner or no? <laughs> <laughs> that could affect my performance here. Damn it. Not like it's going to take that long anyway. All right, so now now you got me interested, Jim. All right, so then... <laughs> this took a turn. Let's take... 
For a status symbol, I do like this. Okay. Yeah, for a status symbol. Yeah. Who is the number one status female celebrity to you? Like, your number one crush, I'll say. Like, who's your number one celebrity crush? And it could be music, movies, wrestling, I don't care. Shit, who would it be right now? Because if you said, like, all time, I'd say, like, Austin Powers era, like Elizabeth Hurley. Okay, but... let's go with her. Stick with okay. her and let's go that, with that era. All right. Would you drop 10K? Go all the way with her. Ooh. <laughs> I might. <laughs> you might. <laughs> See? That's your number one, and even you, you're not completely dedicated to it. So now yeah, you can appreciate have, why that. I'm saying I'm not willing to do that with a chick that I don't even find attractive. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fair. Now you understand Fair. my why I said what I said. But I, but I mean, your fandom is so hard, Brian. <laughs> It is. <laughs> okay, Brian. All right. How about this? <laughs> Go on. 500 bucks. Original Barry gives you a prostate exam. No. God. Brian, damn don't, Brian, no, don't I be do, a pussy. I Get do it. not need. You know he has big, beautiful fingers. I, you know he would make you squeal. I do not need any. That's not even something I would want to like be like, guys, guess what? This is not Brian, a good enough okay. story. <laughs> Brian, okay. No, no, it's a great story. The story during... would be if I just no. had to get a regular prostate exam, I go in and it just so happens to be him. No, I'd no, be no, like, no, that's no. crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, see, that becomes too good of a story then. See, no, but but during he gets to say, looks like I'm the master of lockpicking now. <sighs> God damn it, Jim. Jim, I'm a guy who loves good stories, but I also, I'm not going to pay for good stories. I want them to come natural. That's what we were all talking about here, Jim. I like the randomness of just a, a regular thing, and then it becomes a wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is always the best part. So. Yeah, that would, you know what? That whole story you just said would be 10 times better if it just so happened my regular doctor or proctologist or whoever it is, and it was him, and he said that. That would be so much funnier. But if somebody was well, like. Obviously, that would be so much funnier. That would be the same as, you know what? Cameo is a good example. Now, now, Brian, How many people could you hire from Cameo and it would be awesome to say, I got a happy birthday from Ric Flair, but then you found out, but Jim had to pay $250 for that to happen. Is that as cool? Well, no, obviously not. Yeah. So. Brian, we're, well, we shifted to dedication to the fandom here, Brian. <laughs> Listen, I'm a dedicated fan, but no, <laughs> I ain't dropping that kind of dough for that. All right. All right, Brian. Now, if Barry <laughs> did happen to be your doctor as he's giving you a prostate exam. And you realize it during, do you, do you push back a little bit and go, sure you got it all? Damn it. If Barry, I would definitely. Give it a wiggle? I'd, bef, I'd definitely say, don't consider me a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. <laughs> wait, Jim, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of fandom, and I said we were going to talk about at the beginning. Do you have any intention of seeing Spider-Man? Um, I, I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, go to the. Are you even semi caught up to Marvel movies? I feel like you've seen two of them. No, I've I've seen a bunch of them. I've probably seen half of them, but like, ever since you know what you know what it is. Ever since like the whole Thanos thing wrapped up, I just don't care. But like, prior to Thanos and that arc, did you see all the movies leading up to it, or were you like, I'm only gonna watch the Avengers ones? No, I, I I didn't see all of them, but I saw like most of them. 
Like I saw Iron Man one and two, and like part of three. I saw Captain America one and two. I saw uh, what the well, fuck? Well, I'm, uh, I'm assuming you saw Civil War. That was the third one. Actually, you know what? I never did see Civil War. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. The one Avengers where they first fought and then that introduced Spider-Man? You didn't see that? Uh, Bryce, Spider-Man was introduced with Tobey Maguire, so Spider-Man's been around. I know me some Spider-Man. I mean, All that's right. multiverse, Jim. Which this movie well, well, obviously touches. Well, Brian, now it's canon. Now it's canon. So go fuck yourself. All right. How about that? Eat my dick. Now it's, it's not canon. canon. It's only canon in a different universe. <laughs> well, it's fucking canon. It's canon now. They brought him in. So uh, here's what do you call question. it? Like I've seen, I've seen both Guardians movies. I saw Doctor Strange. I saw uh, the first two Thor's. I still need to see Ragnarok. I hear that's good. That's the uh, good one. <laughs> I like the first one. The first one. First one quaint. was the fine. first one. You know, the first one is quaint but cute. I like the yes, first one. The second one was terrible. The second one was terrible. Third one um, is good. I'll say that. Okay. So, okay, so, but you're saying basically after Endgame, you I, I stopped I mean, caring. granted, there yeah. hasn't been many movies. There's been a lot of shows. I don't even know. Like, what, 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 what am I going to watch? Ant-Man and the Wasp? I don't give a fuck about that. Or, like, <laughs> Black, or what do you call it? Uh, the Johansson one that everyone hated and was unnecessary because it was, like, way after the fact. And she was already dead at that point. Black so Widow. why am I going to watch that? Black Widow, yeah. So, why am I going to watch that? She's already <laughs> dead. Who gives a fuck? Here, here's what I, I, I want to question you, Jim. It's Christmas time. And if you had a ghost of Christmas past, I want them to take your ass back. You were super nerd back in the day. And you were right. super nerd into lots of things, not just one or two things. Right. What the hell happened where all of a sudden you can't appreciate movies after movies and shows after shows that have so many little details that all build to a bigger climax of things? Which is what Marvel is now continuing to do with this other storyline. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but all I'll say is... Now they're moving away. From, uh, Thanos shit happened, so now you're gonna get Kang, Secret Invasion, other. You know, cool you know what it is. You know what it is. I'm not like, I I I will say I probably watched sixty percent of you know MCU 1.0. Mm-hmm. I'm not investing in another ten year fucking arc. I, I I don't care. But that's my question. Why? It's not like you 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 still watch stupid bullshit. So it's you're just investing your time in other stupid bullshit. Why are you not willing to still watch it? Well, I mean, I also barely watch anything at this point. And you, you know what it is? You know what the biggest problem is? You're I, on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. <laughs> there it's you the go. It's a social media fact. I'm just bombarded with it left and right. I, I don't care anymore. Like, Star Wars, don't fucking care. Ruined. Like, you know what? But the, Star like, Wars, like, it makes sense because you were such a diehard Star Wars. And, and, and Disney did a terrible job with it. And, like, I have no faith in it. So, like, I don't care. Like, even Mandalorian, like, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. It's very interesting. Like, I watched the first episode. I was like, yeah, this is all right. And my wife fell asleep. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to watch it on my own. So this is done. Wait, so whatever. Why would you not watch it on your own? Because I don't watch anything on my own. Why? If I have any free time, I'm going to I'm gonna play a video game. <laughs> That's very interesting. But So you don't watch any movies just on your own? I haven't watched a movie on my own in... <sighs> probably a good two years at least because there was a random day i was home from work and like it was before where like the kid was a day it was like a perfect storm like i was home from work the wife was still at her old job where she had to go into the office didn't have a dog yet kid was a daycare and i was like yeah i feel like watching some movies and i watched like uh metropolis and blade runner 
And like, and that was like the, the last time Blade I could. What's up? The new Blade Runner or the old? No, one? the first one. Okay. I hadn't watched it before at that oh, point. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to catch up on some sci-fi that I've missed. Nice. So I spent a day doing that, but that was the last time I did it. And that was fucking probably a good two years ago at this point. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I did. So there you go. You need to start dedicating time to watch movies you want to watch. Reigniting that love you have for those franchises. Maybe you'll appreciate them again. Or you'll find something new. Or maybe I'll just be a super curmudgeon and and get no enjoyment out of anything anymore. Well, I think the Twitter thing is definitely the poison of the well, unfortunately, for you. Being Um, exposed to the fandoms of anything too much is the worst. Absolutely. Here's the deal. I loathe... I'm I'm addicted to my updates. I need my updates, Brian. But here's the deal. I need that rush. But it ruined everything for me. I have nothing left. I I absolutely loathe Harry Potter. And then, you know what? Monica and I decided we're going to give it a go. I never had watched it all the way through before. Watched them all. I'm like, you know what? These are goddamn entertaining. I don't care about like people who like try to compare it to this and that. It's like, dude, just watch them. Try to enjoy them. And I went and saw Spider-Man by myself in a theater, which is something like I can't tell you the last time if I've ever done that. And it's you used a- to bust on a friend of ours a lot for seeing movies by himself. Yeah, but he did it when he didn't have to. That was the weird part. Fair. He he like made a point to do it by himself. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a guy who's like twenty. It's yeah, like, mm. yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. I I'm like yeah. I when, when you're 35, has... it's harder to get time to yeah. yourself to see something you want to see with people you want to see it with. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah, I saw it, and you know what? I was like, holy shit! Like it it was really interesting because like I was like, man, I really really enjoyed it, and tying into movies i know you've probably seen i'm like damn this was really good um but it was funny because i saw a lot of the reactions and i'm generally someone i'm like i hate when people overhype a movie because then it ultimately deadens it for somebody else so i try not to do that but i also saw something and i gotta point it out i think it's from our buddy no goody good um i think he was responding to somebody and i'm assuming they're a uk person or a european person but they said one of their biggest pet peeves is whenever they see movies with americans because americans like to cheer during the movie i think that's fucking stupid too i think if you start clapping during a movie stupid but they're acting like it's such an infringement on going to going to a theater should be a quiet experience now here's the deal I saw if you're 40 and cheering on a Marvel movie, then you are enjoying yourself. And I'm jealous because <laughs> here's the deal. Here's what I'll say. What I didn't like, what I didn't like was people were like, well, that's a new thing since Marvel movies. I was like, motherfucker, I was a kid. Now, what I will say is it's probably more of a socioeconomic because the neighborhood I grew up in, people talked clapped and did stuff in every movie i went to so it was something and you know what i will say sometimes that can heighten it yes it like you get along with the crowd like if everybody laughs in the crowd you like all of a sudden you don't feel stupid laughing out loud if somebody claps or like someone's like what the fuck like so there was a scene in spider-man that a girl a woman yelled out she said holy shit like genuine surprise and it was like the funniest shit because i was like that's really funny because she must not have realized. But like, right? Yes, I do. I think it can get excessive. Yes, but I'll tell you what: the only time I've nerded out ever and clapped was literally in the Avengers Endgame with Cap and the Hammer, because I was like, I did not expect that at all. 
and that was like that a really a cool scene. moment i was like holy shit the music hit right and you're like what the fuck so i was like dude that's something i've been waiting to see like i nerded out completely and allowed myself to can people uh, see be you know able- what you know what that moment was kind of ruined for me when i saw endgame because of course like when they started opening up those portals and people started coming back out like i think it was like black panther and a couple others were the first one coming out everyone started like, cheering everyone started cheering and crying i'm like really like you didn't <laughs> expect this to happen so that, then like when cap happened with the thing i was like oh this is cool but then everyone's already like crying and i'm like fucking stop so yes it can be done to excess to go back to my original point but if somebody like wants a clap, like you know what it comes back to? You know what it comes back to? It comes back to that ugly fucking nerd who cried at the last Jedi goddamn reveal. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been a goddamn downhill slope ever since, because it's been an argument between people calling people nerds and the nerds calling saying just enjoy things. And it's there's never been any in between since. That's I, what we have with goddamn Spider-Man. It's either the best movie you've ever seen because it gives you everything you want as a fan, or it's the worst movie you've ever seen because it's nothing but fucking like franchise service. appeasing cape shit fan yeah. service. Yes, that's all it is. There's no there's no in between with anything anymore. Yeah, I, that's what I don't like is like I, I maybe because I'm so not the Twitter guy, I'm so anti cynicism at this point, where I go and I I shit on plenty of stuff and I say a lot of stuff is very silly. But like Yes, if somebody's clapping or making noise during a whole movie, annoying as shit. And I'll, I'll even say, shut the fuck up. But if there's a key pivotal moment that's like the climax, the height, the reveal, whatever, and people are like, yo, like, if you're a true fan, excuse me, that will only happen in a goddamn, yes, Marvel, Star Wars, big franchise movie. It's not going to happen in Schindler's List when they all get out. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it depends on the fan base. <laughs> Damn it. It's not going to happen in like a serious dramatic movie. And they act like Americans just chat, clap and cheer during every movie. And I go, that's overdoing it a bit. I'm like, I'm sorry if you're so boring that you probably find anything outside of missionary as exotic. But like, this is where I go, let people have some fun. Like you almost look at me and you get pissed off probably because you're like, I'm a little jealous they can just do that and actually be enjoying it and be sincere and not doing it for clout. Because you see some people being cynics just for clout because they think that's going to earn on points. But, oh, yeah. But I, I think it's far less you see people genuinely doing a nerd out moment for clout, whereas that's just pure enjoyment. But it's still annoying. It's It still goes back to that fucking Star Wars guy for me. I, I just can't get over it. It's been five years. I still but, can't get over it. But here's the deal. Someone like you who's been a reinvigorated wrestling fan, every single person that's over oh, 20 have, years old I at a wrestling event. I have map with that. I'll have but what I'm saying right is, like, every AEW fan who marks out, that Dang. is the highest level of nerdom, if you want to call it anything. But everyone's kind of okay with that. But it's like, if you're geeked out over a Marvel movie, that's too much. I'm like, what? Oh, I'm not even delving into fucking wrestling twitter right now because they the fuck oh god that's a whole nother goddamn war this episode is going long enough but to sum it up very quickly the aew people would cheer on everything aew is a fuck you to vince which is yes. fine because vince is a dick but you don't have to cheer on everything because there's a lot of fucking stupid there's shit. there's a lot of really regardless. stupid shit there's a lot of terrible stupid shit with that goddamn company <laughs> wrestling twitter will still always be a billion times worse than gaming or movie or any other twitter yeah. wrestling twitter is the absolute worst so to sum it up jim i hope you decide to see spider-man before it. and it is a movie i suggest see it in theaters 
don't wait till it's like there is something lost when you see it at home i am a believer of that like just like seeing a live band versus listening to a cd there is oh, something yeah. lost there um see it i'm not gonna overhype it for you it's the best of the newer spider-man movies for sure you know what i haven't seen any of them yet either okay so it, it's one that i just say just just see it just because it's cool yeah but yeah so my my final toast to everyone who's watching this christmas this holiday go out enjoy yourself don't be cynical don't be on twitter too much like jim and let spoil you <laughs> enjoy don't yourself too much at all yeah <laughs> just just enjoy life yeah so with that, we want to say thank you once again so much, everyone. If you have been watching, please... Right, how's your fucking beer? Oh, it's true. It's Blizzard of Hops. It's the same as the last episode. Well, that's right. You did have the same one as last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Still delicious. Try it out if you haven't already. Yep. Oh, this Dunkin' Maple Cream. Holy shit. This was goddamn tasty. Your favorite tasty, one? Tasty, 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 tasty. I will say this is the standout of the group. Because if you like the taste of maple, anything, and you can taste the cream with it, too. Like, it's maybe two, three notes tops, but they nail it good. Yeah. And for our good buddy, Phony Montana, I actually did have a Merry Monkey leftover, so I had one of them as well. So. Nice. Tasty, <laughs> tasty yum-yums. But yeah, if you're watching us, please make sure you hit subscribe, interact with us, talk with us. It would really mean a lot. Hit that notification bell so when we get the videos out, you are aware of them. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, especially Spotify, just released a new rating system, so please be sure... Give us a five-star rating. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you write a review, we will respond. So it would be huge for us, and it would support us a lot. If you spend the time, just hit that five stars. We'd really appreciate it. So with that, we want to say thank you, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas, and cheers. Cheers, everybody.